found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here it is, a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. Matthew is uh, looking good today. Got a sweater on. Thanks. Dressed for the occasion. Oh, boy. Well, that's nice, uh, festive, good late fall look. Thanks. That's what that is. Thanks a lot, man. Okay. So, Glad I get your approval. You're ready to go. Okay, you can go out the door. <laughs> awesome. All right. Now, of course, Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is just a couple of days away. Yep. Says Americans plan to spend less on gifts and giving hmm. as inflation shows a little sign of letting up. A survey finds this holiday season, consumers plan to buy an average of nine gifts that compares to 16 last year. Just nine gifts? Nine gifts. Nine gifts. Oh, my gosh. As Americans feel the pinch of rising prices on everything, total anticipated spending per household is $1,455. Now, that's only down from 1463 a year ago. It's only $8. Okay. It's an $8 <laughs> difference. Okay. <laughs> how, is that, how does that compute to that much fewer gifts? If you're only $8 less. Are gifts that much more expensive? Than, <laughs> are they? Are they? It's, it's, you know, I'm expecting to see just a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, it's eight bucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> charitable donations uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is usually one of the most uh, giving times of the year, yep. are also seeing a decline. Many have planned to give less to charity compared to last year. 44% blamed a lack of funds. 42% said donating was for the privileged. Oh, is it now? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, is it now? <laughs> now they're bitter, okay? This is a bitter Christmas. Now we're just, oh, it's for the, for the rich people to give away their money. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of bitter sounding, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, they've changed their 42%. It's for the privileged. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know how things go. Of course, we usually have the red kettles yep. throughout the area. And yeah. They'll be going out soon. I presume uh, Friday they'll start. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, look for those. And please give generously. Don't think it's just for the privileged. Okay? Ugh. <sighs> Because a lot of times it's like when you give, you're helping people that are like in your community, in yeah. your backyard that that need help, you know. that It's not like you've got to give tens of thousands. No. You know, it's just give what you can. A couple of bucks here, there, never hurts. Mm. Never. This is a survey of 1,000 consumers and 165 restaurant owners and operators. Oh, okay. Just 43% of consumers are now tipping their servers 20% or more. That's down from 56% last year. That's according to a recent survey from Restaurant Technology. Isn't 15% supposed to be standard? Seriously. <laughs> That's what I always thought. And now they make it sound, well, you're just a tightwad. <laughs> you're only giving 15%. A separate survey from Play USA 
an online gambling site polled 1,006 people. Oh. Okay, we need six more of you. And found 17% of Americans are tipping less because of rising costs. Well, 60% of Americans said they wanted to ditch tipping altogether. There we go. It's for the privilege. There you go. 60%. They don't deserve my money. Go give me my drink. I mean, these and two, you'll be happy to do it. These two surveys Man. are showing a bitter society. I guess so. Are we that angry? Are we that mad? Are we that bitter? 60% want to ditch it altogether. <sighs> One restaurant owner says everyone's afraid to spend money on this bad economy. A lot of people are tipping 15% now. Like you said, that's the... <laughs> For years, that was the normal. I didn't know we'd moved to twenty. I didn't. Either. Nobody sent me the notice. Now we we every time we eat out, if we're eating in a restaurant, we tip probably far more than twenty well, percent. But but I'm telling you, that's what it used to be. It, I don't think it's changed. <laughs> and now you get these things. You know, it's like. There's some on there. It's like, what the heck are you expecting? It's like, that. I'm going to tip that? I don't think so. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30, 40%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the, the age-old debate. Do you go by your subtotal or the grand total? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> why should I tip you based on what I just paid in tax? You're lucky you're not getting 10%, because that's the basic math in my head I can do. <laughs> okay? So 10%, you know, is easy to do. Well, let's see. Uh, $15. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, what's going on with this? 60% say they want to ditch it altogether. <laughs> uh, Tis is, the is season. It, <laughs> is it also because, like, as you're... As you're checking out, yeah. there's now like, you know, especially if you pay with your card, the, the screen automatically pops up and it's like, it gives you three choices, yeah, yeah. like 15, 18, 20%. Yeah. You know, you feel pressured. You feel pressured in that moment to push one of the buttons. So you just hit uh, yeah. 15, you know, is that? <laughs> pressure. <laughs> okay, it's <There's> pressure. <laughs> You go in the middle simply because you don't want to seem like you're the least tipper or the greatest. It's like upselling. At a, I, I could be a professional upseller. Oh, for sure. You know. I learned it from the best. Hobo the bum on the park bench making his tiger tapes. <laughs> and, you know, calling you, you know, if you don't shave. You know, selling's like shaving, tiger. <laughs> if you don't do it every day. You're a bum. <laughs> <clears throat> this is from the days, of yes. course. Yes. Of... <laughs> and at the time I was a young tiger, I always had stubble. Okay? so <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> so we just got a text. All right. And it said, in the restaurant, my bill came to, they said nine seventy five. That's an extremely expensive bill tab. I'm guessing they maybe meant $75. So nine dollars seventy five or nine hundred seventy five. Well, it just says nine seventy five, like nine hundred seventy five. Okay. I'm guessing that was supposed to be okay. Seventy five dollars. I'm guessing we don't know. Um, but he says I gave the waitress a twenty. Wow. And she said, "Are we good?" 
So it must have been for $9.75, do you think? I don't a know. 20. Maybe. Maybe it was nine seventy. dollars Now, is that a 20 total? We need clarification from this. So, okay, okay, let's say it was nine seventy five. Okay, let's pretend. You hand twenty. That's, that's a fifty percent tip. I'd say. You're, <laughs> okay, maybe oh, you're right. So she's saying, "Are we good?" Yeah, yeah. Fifty percent, sweetie. Yeah, let's get some change back. All right. <laughs> that's when you start crossing the line. Uh, you know, when you, you hey, babe, because <laughs> you can't say. <laughs> what's going on with waitresses? They're back to calling you that stuff. Okay, yeah, now clarify. $9.75. So the bill was $9.75, gives it 20, and the waitress looks and says, Are we good? Do you change? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm not that generous. I'm sorry. You know, it's just, I know you're making a living, dear, but so am I. And, uh, you know, time to. My favorite exchange (laughs) is when you you hand the, the. the waitress you're like if you're painting cash yeah. you hand the cash and she's like i'll bring the change right back and you're like no it's all yours <laughs> oh okay thank you <laughs> i like that exchange the best of the mock surprise <laughs> of you know oh it's a dollar 20 yeah i don't what i don't like is tipping before you ever get served that's on some bills mm. in a place that's no longer here okay they're uh, i don't know where they went it just disappeared okay but you, you would go to their buffet okay sure and it's on there before you ever pay well okay as far, <laughs> as far as i know i'm serving myself yes okay well they do get you drinks no they don't you get your own there Oh, yeah. You do it all. Yeah. You did it all, other than remove your plate. And then it was like, you you know, you're kind of looking. Is she coming now to get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> but how can you do that? How can you tip before you're ever served? That's a great question. And again, and you're doing... Don't, don't get us wrong. We're not downplaying no, the, no. The, the serving industry in no, any no. way, shape, No, form. we're not. You know, my sister made a, a great living as a young woman at Mr. Rowini in Peru. There you go. That restaurant's been there a very long time. Yeah. Car hop. Mm-hmm. Made good money. Yeah. Very good. She's always made good money in the business. Yeah. In tips. But she's good at it. Yeah. You know. That's the key. Yeah. Me, I'm good for nothing. So, <laughs> it's 633. We'll move on. Okay. Next up. A complaint now about CPR mannequins. Oh, no. They're not diverse enough. Oh, no. <laughs> so you got to... <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on that when we come back. It's Tidbits. This is Tidbits. It's the Tuesday before Thursday of Thanksgiving. There you go. And this Tidbits... As we move on to mannequins, <laughs> researchers find that 90% of mannequins involved in CPR social media posts are white. They also found only a sixth were of women and none were of fat people. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> let's face it. 
in, in today's world, you better have a pretty chubby mannequin up there. Uh, you know what? I've never, being a bigger guy, I've never looked at a mannequin and thought, I am not represented by that mannequin. Have Aren't you, the mechanics of CPR the same? No matter what color you are, no matter what. Now, some people, it's like they just. They got to find something. I guess. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but I've never same. thought about it. I haven't either. But then I'm not of, you know, a different. I'm, I'm a no. white guy. So, I mean, I've, you know, maybe I don't. It just, I, I'm not in those shoes. I don't know. We, we always tread around the issues. <laughs> We're not getting in this. We won't get yeah. into the weeds. No, no, it's not, it's not what we do here. We don't want briars on our britches. No. All right. No. Now, now I could see a more portly mannequin. Okay. Because people are getting more portly. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's got to be. Okay. If you're accustomed to a skinny mini mannequin, yeah. all right, you're doing your CPR. Right. Next thing you know, you got this big old fella. Sure. Okay. Sure. It's not going to be the, you know. And how harder do you have to have compressions for a big old fella? See, I don't know. I don't know. If you break anybody's rib, you're going to get sued. <laughs> True. So you open your phone and you walk by. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Well, that man's choking. Nobody us. wants to get involved. That's they don't. Very unfortunate. You, you see how angry America is when it comes to tipping and being generous. Okay? They're not They're not going to help you if you're crapped out on the street. No. <laughs> you're writhing around. Now, experts say this is problematic, and it could lead to poorer patient outcomes. General CPR guidelines are the same for all adults, including for pregnant women. Okay, so, so I guess I guess that according to this, you're wrong. Like it's if you're 400 pounds or if you're 110 pounds and pregnant, it's the same same sort of thing. Yeah. Now you've had a CPR class or two, haven't you? Um, I think in high school we had okay. to take CPR. Right. Now you know every time I've ever been involved in this, they always indicate that the individual you're working on likely is going to throw up. Okay. Okay. And that's why they have these things now. You know, if you're a real prepared CPR specialist, yeah, you're gonna have this mask you put over their oh, mouth, yeah, so yeah. they can't puke in you. Yeah. But I've always heard that. Now I don't know. Thankfully, I've never had to use my exactly. But I'm ready, prepared, and I'll help a citizen. <laughs> that's great to know. <laughs> Crack a rib or not, I'll take responsibility. All right, let's see what else is going on. This, um, you see this big old fish? This guy from Colorado caught a huge trout. What the heck? I mean, it's a huge trout. That almost looks fake. <laughs> it's blubber. Look how fat it is. I know. It's the third time the state record's been broken this year. Oh, wow. what's going on with the fish in Colorado? Oh, they're eating the water. Matt Smiley, a tackle salesman from Lake City. Hmm. So he probably used the proper tackle technique. Reeled in an eight-pound, nine-ounce brook trout from Water Dog Lake. Smiley's trout measured in at 26.25 inches. 
and 16 inches in girth. All these fish in Colorado are getting the munchies. That's it. Everybody's dumping their stash <laughs> in the lake. And they're eating more. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, go for some... I don't even know there's what some, a trout eat. There's some night. Well, I think they like flies and bugs. You always see them eating bugs. All right, Matt's going to research I trout. What do and what they like? Trout. You always see them fly fishing. All right, for trout. Sure, but those are like little rainbow trouts, right? Like those I don't are, know. What's the difference? A trout's a trout. They eat aquatic <laughs> insects. Okay. Mayflies, stoneflies, dragonflies, beetles, midges. <laughs> Sounds like my bland diet. <laughs> uh, well, he ate a lot mm. to get that big. Tim Daniel, an angler from Granby, broke the brook trout record back in May when he reeled one in at 7.84 pounds. That was from Monarch Lake in Grand County. And then Daniel's catch broke the 7.63 pound brook trout record which was established back in 1947. Wow. That was the year the Martians had enhanced. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. That was at Summit County's Upper Cataract Lake. Larry Vickers, an angler from Lake City, caught a brook trout that reportedly weighed in at 8.22 pounds a week before Smiley. Now, this is just reportedly. Mm. Smiley opted to skip Colorado's record certification process so he could eat his catch. <laughs> it's a lot of trout. That's good eating right there. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. No. If it was a record. Nope. Because he didn't want the meat to go to waste. Does it go to waste? Okay. How long are you holding it out there in the air for pictures? I don't know. How's that work? I don't I mean, what's know. The... I mean, how long does fish meat last if you've got it out of water? See, we, we always have to see How Matt's long? always meat <laughs> <laughs> last out out of water. Okay, okay here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. All right. Whether it's raw or cooked, <laughs> fish can safely sit at room temperature for up to two hours. Okay. This time reduces to one hour on hot days Uh-oh. when the room is above 90 degrees. Okay. After this time, the fish should be discarded or returned to the fridge. This is just after the fish has been... Oh, cooked. Yeah. I know a carp one time lived out of water for quite some time because I was concerned for its well-being. It had been thrown upon shore out of a lake that I was staying at as a youngster. And I kept putting water on him. Okay, just to... You know, I felt bad. But uh, he lived quite a long time out there. Wow. But that is one big fish. That. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, here, here we go. All right. People keep fish after catching for two main reasons, domestic use or commercial use. As per FDA recommendations, fresh fish can only be stored for two days. Okay. Airtight packing in a tight wrap can prolong its life by freezing. Okay. Whether you want to eat fish in your upcoming evening dinner. Yeah. You can thaw the frozen fish, cook, and enjoy as a meal as a family. Fish can perish in as little time as six hours if not treated properly. Okay. 
So. But if you're going to eat it, you could still take time for photos, right? I mean, you could, you could have verified it. I think he's fibbing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had the record at all. Right. And finally, a Texas woman pleading guilty to smuggling a spider monkey <laughs> into the United States from Mexico in a box she claimed was full of beer. Mm. Why did be <laughs> Savannah Valdez was crossing into the U.S. from Mexico through the Gateway International Bridge in Brownsville when border officials noticed a wooden box with holes inside her car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just beer. It's fine. <laughs> she did claim it contained beer she purchased in Mexico. Well, of course, they are going to further invest, investigate. Officers realized the box didn't contain beer but an endangered spider monkey. Before they could detain her for a second inspection, Valdez sped away. Oh, no. Running a traffic light and nearly colliding with officers and other vehicles. That spider monkey's mighty important to make delivery. Yeah. Agents found multiple online ads in the Houston area for the spider monkey, which listed her phone number later that day. So you're not going to get very far, lady. You've got your phone number out there. She turned herself uh, in a week later, admitting to knowingly importing the monkey despite not declaring it and intentionally fleeing from law enforcement. She'll face sentencing in January of 2023, up to 20 years. Oh, my gosh. And a possible $250,000 fine. Pretty For expensive. a spider monkey. Yeah. Wow. But again, that spider monkey is probably worth more than those... Venus flytraps, the I'm fellow sure. was you know, sure. got a quarter for. <laughs> Man. Breaking federal law federal laws. I'm only making a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funniest funniest stories we ever had. Had to have been. An illegal Venus flytrap ring. Each plant was like thirty-eight cents or <laughs> And they raided his house. Like there was a like SWAT team and everything. They raided this guy's house for Venus flytraps. Grand total thirty eight dollars. <laughs> That's not a. It can't be a very lucrative business. It just can't be. So, all right, Matt. There you go. Some tidbits on this Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. Okay. I'll see you then. See ya. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.